Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University, Belfast. This episode was recorded during an information session on opportunities with USA summer camps and was hosted by our Global Opportunities Development Officer, Rory McGrillen. Good afternoon, everyone. You're all very welcome to our USA Summer Camp Information Session today. Let me introduce myself to begin with. My name is Rory McGrillen, and I work in the Global Opportunities Team at Queen's. Today's information session will be delivered by Scott and Claire from the USA Summer Camp Program. And if you have any questions, can you please add them to the chat function on the right hand side, and we'll be able to cover them all at the end. Okay, I'd like to welcome Scott and say thanks very much, Scott, for offering to deliver this session. Hey, thanks so much for, for joining us, everybody, today. Um, so uh, what I'll do is uh, introduce myself a little bit uh, about me, what I've done at Summer Camp, and uh, then we'll give a bit of a chat about Summer Camp as a whole and uh, and what to expect um, this season in the US. Um, so I've been to camp two seasons myself. Um, I've done 2014 and 2015 um, out in the US. Uh, I was the ropes director there. I did high ropes, climbing walls, zip lines, um, all those fun activities, which was, was great. And I went back a second season. Um, I've been working as part of the national team, helping people get their profiles ready for the US and uh, getting people out to the US for seven seasons. And this is my second year full time in the office as well. Uh, we've also got Claire with us today. Hi, everyone. So my name is Claire. I am from Scotland, but I've spent two summers in the office and I've also spent three summers out of camp. My first camp was in Colorado and now I work in New York State. I am a videographer slash photographer, which is what I studied at uni. I absolutely loved it. And it was great to be able to go out to camp and do that every single day and just something that I'm passionate about. So the US is obviously a great place to travel to, to work in. And I know a lot of people, especially in the UK and Ireland, really want to go over there and explore. Um, obviously, we have done a lot ourselves and we absolutely love it because regardless of where you go, there's something for everyone. Um, the USA, every state is like its own little country as well. I absolutely love it. I love going to the big cities and then the next day you could be in a national park especially where i was in colorado i was literally staying in the rocky mountains so it was amazing to see all the wildlife go for hikes and then in a couple of hours i would be in denver with all the skyscrapers yeah absolutely uh, that's something i love about the us as well is that every state is so different there's so much to offer um you know from the mountains the lakes the uh, all the national parks is such a, a variety of different things you could see out there um, and even though the US is a huge country um, every state is like its own little country in a way um, it is very easy to get to and from places so plenty to explore when you finish at camp great so summer um, um it's actually quite sunny here in uh, Wales today which is a change from usual um, so the summer in the US is a lot better than what we typically get over here um, weather-wise um, so yeah it's, it's a great way to spend your summer um, perfect for the the break between university um, years as well uh, so it's yeah it's a really great way to to spend your season uh, summer camp in the US is a big thing because they tend to have um, kind of like university work right the way through from the autumn into the spring um, and the start of the summer. And then they tend to have like two to three months off in the summertime. So it's a really great way for them to spend their summer, go away to camp and enjoy those amazing activities. Um, and that's just why it's a little bit more of a thing out in the US than it is over here. Typically they have better weather than we do and they have that three month period to kind of fill um, during that break. 
Yeah, it's also a tradition as well. A lot of the campers grow up and become counsellors during the summer and they absolutely love to pass their skills and experience down, make sure everyone is having a great time. And also they love, like the best thing about summer is you get to meet people from all over the world, basically. So a lot from all over the US, we have pals in pretty much every state from Australia, South Africa, Ireland, the UK and sort of Europe as well. In general, it is a, a great way to make friends and do what you want to do. And especially in that nice weather, because like Glenn says, it is nice in Wales. Right now, it's all right in Scotland, two days of actual kind of decent weather. Um, but I'm sure that it will go back to being horrible within the next uh, few hours, probably. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I was actually quite surprised when I woke up to the sun this morning, which is, is the rarity. Um, great. So, um, yeah, so I'll just run through um, the, the next slide here. So we've got a lot of different things you can get involved with at camp. We can actually send you out to summer camp anywhere from the 1st of May up until the 20th of June. So that's when you'll head out to the US to start your camp contract. Um, and then you can spend between nine and 12 weeks at a camp. Um, and then um, travel before coming back as well. So a great way to see the country, uh, you know, spend your time at camp, travel and then come back uh, after that. Yeah, it's a great opportunity as well. Um, I absolutely love going every year. The friends I have made and the things that camps do for the campers is insane. Like every camp offers different activities a lot of which overlap with every camp that we work with such as like sports would be like football basketball anything along with baseball rugby etc and then you can do performing arts so acting singing dancing to creative arts like video production kind of like what i do photography and even training the campers to sort of make their own little films is absolutely amazing We've sent people over to do like STEM, sort of science-based lessons, everything like that. Somebody even went to teach Lego and Minecraft one year. Insane. So like anything you can think of that maybe you've got experience in or you've done it a couple of times, such as like canoeing and the rock climbing, they'll be able to train you up and get you out there teaching that, running that lesson and just having a great time. And you get paid for it as well, which is this incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. So what I'll do, I'll run through a typical day at camp um, as well. So I work at a traditional camp um, and this is like the daily schedule that we have. Um, it does differ slightly from camp to camp, but it gives you a bit of an overview into what you can expect in a day there. Uh, so normally you'll be waking the kids up between 7 and 7.30 to get them ready for breakfast. Um, they will have three meals a day um, and snacks as well. So there's plenty of food to keep you and the, the campers going um, and fueled up as well so um the the camps will be able to uh, accommodate for any dietary requirements you have or any allergies as well just like they do for the campers um they can do that for the staff and accommodate um also they will tend to have the like we had our meals in a big family style setting so we were sitting on a table with all of our cabin uh, we would have a lot of food to help ourselves to in the center um, for the main meals of the day and then also we'd have a salad bar or a breakfast bar on the side that we could go and help ourselves to things from as well so in the mornings we had cereals um, you know, bagels uh, yogurts fruits all those sort of things and then the um, afternoon sort of lunch and evening meal uh, we would have a, a really great salad bar so kind of like something you would see in like a harvester or um, subway or Pizza Hut, something like that. Yeah, they've got pastas and, and all sorts of things available too. So uh, whatever time of day it is, you've got plenty of food to keep you going. Um, after breakfast, we normally do a cabin cleanup session. So the kids, we like to instill that in them from a young age. 
uh, to get them sort of keeping their bunk and their cabin nice and tidy uh, as well. So they actually make a bit of a competition at my camp as well. So they will try and get the cleanest cabin award and uh, they really love sort of making it a fun activity. They they love to get involved in that. So um, yeah, it's a great way for, for them to sort of sp <laughs> spend their morning. I don't know how but they make it a fun activity, you know, even cleaning, which is like the most <laughs> sort of mundane thing you could think of, is still fun at camp. Um, and then we have a flag raising ceremony. So uh, that is where we'll um, do the, the flag raising, uh, do any announcements for the day or the week, things that are upcoming. And uh, we will also do a few songs and chants just to get everybody sort of hyped up for the morning as well. Um, after that, we'll do a couple of activities in the morning. So they are about an hour long each. Uh, and as Claire mentioned, there is a huge variety of things you can get involved with at camp uh, and lots of different activity areas as well uh, before lunch at about midday. Um, after that, we have a rest hour. So that is where the kids will be in the cabins just to uh, relax, sort of a bit of time to digest food and um, be out of the sun in like one of the hottest parts of the day as well. So it just gives that a uh, little bit of a shade during that time. Uh, the kids will normally do like writing letters home they'll do um you know the, they'll read books play card games those sort of things um and then we'll head out to activities for the afternoon uh, we normally have two to three activities before dinner so another few hours to be involved in all those great um, fun sports and activities um, and then dinner about five o'clock in the evening uh, in the the nighttime then um after dinner we will normally do um you know it could be anything from uh, activities as a whole cabin so that the kids at my camp choose their activities during the day and then the evenings uh, we assign them activities as a whole cabin. Uh, we also do things like campfires, uh, you know, um, talent shows, uh, stargazing, all those sort of things. There's loads of different uh, activities we can get involved with um, in the evenings. It does differ from day to day at my camp and um, yeah, there could be a whole camp activity like capture the flag um, and that's one that I really, really enjoy. So. We split the camp into two session, uh, like sections. Uh, we put a face paint on so we know which team everybody's on and we hide a flag in um, our sort of territory as best as we can. And then after that, the aim of the game is to get the other team's flag over that line in the middle. Uh, and all the campers and staff get involved. It's a really great activity um, to, to do. And um, if you can imagine, there's quite a lot of things to get sort of to hide behind at camp too. So we have all our cabins, our activity areas, uh, the trees, bushes and shrubs and things. So um, it is a really great fun activity to get involved with um, as a whole camp as well. Um, after that, we'll normally sort of wind down for the evening, get the kids sort of relaxed and ready to go to bed. So they might do like reflections on the day, sort of chat about what activities they've done and what they've learned from, from their activities um, before they head to sleep in the evening. Yeah, my camp was obviously kind of similar in the way that it functioned. We also had like special activities for certain days. So on 4th of July, we would have like a massive sports day is essentially what it was, where the camp would be split into red, white and blue teams. And we would all do like relay races, egg and spoon race, all that fun stuff to get the whole camp involved, like hundreds of people on the field having an amazing time. We also, um, at my current camp, the kids are a bit younger than what they normally be. So my campers are between two and a half years old to 11. Normally camps range between five years old to 17, 18. But we have like special days where they bring in like pet and zoos. So you get to take the campers around all the animals and things, which is really cool, especially for the staff to get involved. We have water sports day. So kind of like the um, slide you see in the background, the camp will hire like five or six of them, dot them around the grounds and everyone gets to have a go, including the staff. And um, one of my favorite days, my last day, um, summer 2019, 
was that day so I absolutely had a ball and it was a great way for me to to finish camp and another one they do is they bring in like fairground rides so we had at the waltzers the ferris wheel and things and that was absolutely amazing like camps do go above and beyond for the facilities for their special days because they know that the campers really want to have a good time that is the sole reason they're there so that reflects in the activities the staff and basically, you just have an amazing time along with them as well. You get so invested in the campers, your co-counselors and the activities as well. Awesome. Um, so we have different roles available at camp. Um, so these are camp counsellor, specialists and support staff. Um, so the camp counsellors tend to be involved with the children. So that'll be sort of getting them uh, ready in the cabins to activities, uh, meals and things throughout the day. And you'll normally work with um, a group of children in particular. Uh, the specialists tend to be I like activity based so there'll be uh, teaching activities or assisting in activity areas um, like we've mentioned uh, and then the support staff aren't directly involved with the children but they are crucial to the the running of day-to-day -day camps so they could be anything from office work maintenance groundskeeping uh, you know kitchen cleaning those sort of things that help um, you know camp run every day so they are really really important to the running of camp uh, but not directly involved with the children. Um, the only requirement is for support staff, you have to be full-time students, which I'm guessing you all are. Um, and then the, there's not, you know, no other requirements for, you know, for the camp counsellor specialist, you don't need any qualifications, um, just the experience in a certain area is enough and the camps will often train you um, out there as well. The camp counsellor and specialist roles do overlap a bit, so um, you will get counsellors involved in activities and specialists involved with the kids. Um, so as I was the ropes director, I did high ropes, climbing walls, zip lines, all those activities, uh, but I still had a cabin of kids that I was uh, living with and spending time with, so uh, I still got to know the kids um, and it was a really, really great experience as well. Yeah, but I was similar with my specialist role. I was obviously the videographer. So once I had done that, gotten enough footage for the day and edited, I would then head out and help the other specialists with their activities or tag along with a group um, with the counsellors and sort of help out at lunches and just um, activities, maybe giving them a five minute break so they can eat their food as well. Fantastic. Uh, and regardless of which role you go for in these, you'll be great friends with you know, the, the other staff at camp. Um, they do, you know, obviously, they, they're like a, like a tight, very tight-knit unit and more like a family. Um, so if, you know, if you're a camp, a camp counsellor, specialist or support staff, you're going to make great friends through the summer. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so we work with over 700 camps across the US uh, with all 48 mainland states. Um, and in addition to our traditional camps, we have these uh, different types of camp on screen now. So I'll run through a few of those for you too. Um, so specialty camps are ones that might focus in a particular area. Uh, the kids might want to develop their skills in performing arts, gymnastics, business studies. Um, there's quite a few different things they can get involved with at specialty camps. Um, regardless of, of which uh, specialty camp they go to as well, there will be a variety of activities they can get involved with. So they might have a strong performing arts program, but they will still have a variety of things the kids can do through the summer. Um, and it's just a way for them to develop their skills in, in one certain area and, uh, and still have that summer camp experience as well. We also work with Girl Scout camps. Um, so they are run by the Girl Scout organization, like the guiding over here, and uh, they will help the girls develop their skills, get their badges and have a, you know, a great summer camp experience in a variety of activities as well. Uh, the, the, they might be a little bit more rural as well. They have um, typically like platform tents or um, teepees that they will um, live in as well. Um, and uh, again, amazing experience to, to help the girls develop their skills in uh, in certain areas of their for their badges too 
Um, moving on to faith-based, my first camp in Colorado was actually a Jewish business camp, so it had those two elements mixed. Um, you do not need any previous experience or any religious background to work at a faith-based camp. They are normally either Jewish or Christian. If you do have any experience, then totally fine, um, especially if you have like a Christian background and you would like to work at a Christian-based camp, that is totally fine and we can try and make that work for you. I myself don't really have any religious background, was really open-minded to going to a camp, exploring, meeting new people from different cultures and backgrounds, and I absolutely loved it. The only difference between that and a traditional camp was that before meals we would do like a singing sort of prayer chant um, and get the whole camp involved and on Friday nights we would have Shabbat dinner which is basically like a roast dinner but 10 times as good um, and we would have like a campfire every Friday as well to sort of break in Shabbat. Um, I absolutely loved it, it was really good to to go and experience that and also I would just recommend it to anyone that is open-minded. A lot of the camps are um, founded in religion whether that be about their everyday practices or um, just because the funding comes from like the synagogue or the church or even the local sort of community centre um, and with choosing faith-based as one of your options it comes up with a questionnaire just to get to know you a bit more and to see what you're comfortable with really um, and moving on to special needs so special needs is the only type of camp that might have adults as campers you know obviously to give their carers and um, parents some sort of respite you will get all training that you need out there so you don't need to have any previous training it is a really rewarding thing to do with your summer to make sure that people are having the most amazing time and um, sort of suited to them in a place where they can really progress um, as people and individuals and um, one of my friends who went over worked at a special needs camp didn't have any previous training um, she absolutely loved it. She went back for a second summer and then when she came home she actually joined the Scottish Ambulance Service and is now training to be a paramedic to help more people as well. Like the faith base, it comes up with a little questionnaire as well if you select special needs where you can select if you've got any training, what you'd be comfortable doing. And then, yeah. do you want to do this one or will I just run through the um. rest? I could do the bottom two, yes, no problem. Um, so we've got uh, not-for-profit. So they are camps that are um, set up for campers who wouldn't necessarily have a chance to go to, to camp otherwise. So camp is quite an expensive experience to, to take part in as a child. So um, it's about two and a half thousand dollars per week for, for Claire and my camps um, mm -hmm. per child. So it's quite an expensive um, thing for the parents to pay for. Um, so the not-for-profit camps specialize in getting campers from maybe underprivileged backgrounds or inner city areas that wouldn't normally have a chance to do summer camp um, out to have that amazing experience so uh, it just provides them with with that um that opportunity same as everybody else um the the biggest sort of organization that i can think of or the most well-known one for this would be the ymca um and also they do get funding from places like the ronald mcdonald foundation and uh, companies like walmart um so amazing facilities a variety of activities to get involved with um, and a great opportunity to, to provide that summer camp experience to children that wouldn't necessarily have that opportunity otherwise as well. Um, and then we also have day camps. Um, so Claire's camp is actually a day camp. Um, they The kids will go in the morning, they'll have a couple of activities, they'll do have lunch, um, do activities in the afternoon and they don't stay overnight. Um, so it's a really great way for the children to get used to being away from home, um, to have that that summer camp experience they do um, tend to be a little bit younger as well um, I think they're is it two and a half Claire or so two and a half years yeah, yeah. to 11 
Cool. So just to get them used to being away from home uh, before they maybe go to a sleepaway camp. Um, and then they can obviously be used to, to the summer camp uh, experience. They can go and stay over overnight um, in the, the camps they go to in future as well. So kind of like school, but a lot more fun yeah, <laughs> for the definitely. day camps there. Awesome. Uh, so here are some of the activities you can get involved with. Just a bit of inspiration there, um, picture-wise, of the activities available at camp from the target sports, um, arts and crafts, skateboarding. They can get people trained as lifeguards. You know, if you're a strong swimmer, the camps can often do lifeguard training out there. Um, and there's yeah, so much to get involved with at camp, which is great fun. Amazing. So why choose us? Obviously, we want you to head out to camp, have an amazing summer. But here are some of the benefits for you. So we work with over 700 camps all across the US and um, you could end up anywhere, which is amazing. Obviously, Glenn is in Minnesota. I went to Colorado and New York State, but uh, we've got people in the office that went to Texas. Um, Boston area, every, everywhere basically. We also offer the highest salary, so it's not something that you do for the money, it is for the experience and to help kids have an amazing summer and for you to boost your experience, but you do get paid the most, which is obviously a nice thing to know. You're working, so you're getting the most that you can. And once you get on the programme, which we'll talk about in the next couple of slides, you are 100% guaranteed a job. Not other, not many other agencies offer this, um, but we will get you placed and you will be out at camp next summer. We, yeah. Oops, sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> you're, I thought you, That's okay. <laughs> um, we also offer flight or no flight options. So whether you're comfortable booking your own flights to and from camp or you want us to do that for you, that is an option as well. And all your food and accommodation whilst at camp is included. So three meals a day, snacks and a roof over your head for the eight to 12 weeks. Um, you can't ask for much more, but you do get more because Glenn's going to talk about the ones <laughs> that are not on this slide. Yes, there's a couple of things that we like to mention here that aren't on the slide um, itself. So um, first one is customer service. We actually uh, you know, pride ourselves on the customer service side of things and just make sure that you know exactly what's happening right the way through the process, you know, between getting placed at camp and completing your application to the police checks and visas and those sort of things as well. So we guide you through every step of the way and we'll let you know what is happening um, through the season as well. So you know exactly what's happening and, and when to do certain things. Um, I actually applied through USA Summer Camp back in 2014 and uh, then went again in 2015 with us um, and have been working with USA Summer Camp since. So um, I loved my first experience. It was the first time I'd ever done anything like that in the past. And it was just really nice to have that, that, that guidance right the way through. Um, we are also a direct visa sponsor. So to get your visa, you will need a sponsor and you will need paperwork to go along with that. Um, and because we are a direct visa sponsor, we actually produce that in our US office and we will send that directly out to you from, from us. Um, some other agencies will need to use a third party um, to get that visa sponsorship. Um, and that can take a couple months for paperwork to arrive. Um, so by coming with USA Summer Camp, we just know that we can get your paperwork to you a lot faster and um, and that visa process can be a lot quicker and, uh, and hassle-free as well. And we do guide you through that whole visa process too um, with guides on how to do everything, which is great. Amazing. So here are the different packages that we offer. As you can see, shouldn't save um, £50 off your fees as well once you sign up. But I will talk about the little packages in detail. You will see the full fee there is £599. So we would book your flights for you um, to and from the US. So hassle free for you. Um, and if you wanted to book your own flights, it would be £349. 
um, with the discount and it means that once you get your placement confirmed you can start looking into flights and seeing what you want to do that way. Before we move on to what's included as well, just like to let you know that obviously that number seems a lot but once your £49 deposit is paid, we will then break down those payments into instalments, probably monthly, so that it's easier to sort of pay um, over the next few months. So what's included in those packages? Regardless of if you like choose flights or no flights, you will get your job sorted for you. Um, you will get your highest camp salary compared to other um, agencies. Your food and accommodation is obviously provided. You will get free medical insurance included whilst you're at camp. So whilst you're on your contract, you are covered by our medical insurance. Um, as you may know, the US does not have a universal health care system like what we do in the UK. Um, so it is perfect if you anything happens, you know, you know you're covered. For example, one of our pals that works in the office, Luke, he went for, to a restaurant on his day off camp and got food poisoning, nothing too severe, but he needs to go to hospital just for a few IVs and he stayed overnight. Next again morning when he was getting discharged, he was left with a bill of four and a half thousand dollars, which is insane for what he got. Um, so thankfully he was covered. He didn't have to pay a penny and he just got to go back to camp like normal because like most people, that would break you. <laughs> um, it certainly would me. So it's good peace of mind for yourself and for your parents as well. Like they'll be relieved to know that you've got that sorted. Awesome. Um, so as I mentioned on the, the previous slide there, we do sponsor your J1 visa and we support you through that whole application process of getting the visa. Uh, we offer 24 hour support when you're in the US. So night or day, if you need us, we are there to help. Um, and also you get up to 30 days to travel once you finish at camp. So uh, once your camp contract ends, you don't have to leave the US straight away. Obviously, you can come back if you want to, um, but they they will allow you to stay in the US for up to 30 days to travel and see as much as you want. So uh, we will chat about that in just a little bit as well. Um, so starting your application is really easy. Um, I will just share a, um, a link there in the, the chat box. Um, if you wanted to pop your details in, there is the direct link to do that. Um, and you pop your details in on usacsummercamp.com. Um, we will set up a like a call with you. We can chat to you about your experience and your background, your availability, those sort of things. Um, it says interview, but it's really informal. It's just a chat on the phone to see um, you know what you are looking to do at summer camp. Um, and do be sure to mention to us about the uh, the discount. You know, say that you've come from this presentation, and we can get that uh, fifty pounds taken off your fees. Um, and then once we have that chat with you, we know we can get you uh, placed at camp. Uh, we'll get you secured onto the program with your £49 payment. Um, and then we can obviously get your mo application moving forward, get you out um, to the US next season. So it's a very easy process. And the website does break it all down for you as well. Um, so when you uh, add your details in, we can get that call set up. Uh, and it's, it's a really easy process to get your application done. Yeah, even if you pop your details in, there is no like commitment. It is just to chat to you, maybe answer more questions and then move forward from there. Awesome. Um, so we have got social media. We are at USA Summer Camp on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So if you wanted to give us a follow on there, we've shared a lot of photos and videos of um, our you know, own experiences at camp and traveling, um, as well as people who've been with us in the past. We've sent thousands of applicants out to the US. Um, so lots of um, inspiration there on what you can do at camp and what you can do once you've finished and when you travel as well. So um, I think we're actually sharing some posts today on Thanksgiving because it's Thanksgiving in the US today. Um, so if you 
check out the social media post you might see us featuring there today yeah, <laughs> um, as well. yeah. yeah. <laughs> i forgot about that till now <laughs> cool. yeah Cool. So we're just going to have a little chat about uh, travel. Um, so when you, as, as mentioned there, once you finish at camp, you can you know, spend up to 30 days in the US to travel. Uh, my first year at camp, I did the whole month. I just wanted to be there for as long as I could. Um, and I did, you know, I went out in May. I did quite a long camp contract. Uh, but because my camp was based in Minnesota, it's pretty close to Canada. Um, the lake freezes over in winter. Uh, we put all of the computers and the, the printers in the fridge to keep them above freezing. <laughs> um, so it was my, my choice to go out a little bit earlier and help set up camp about a month before the kids arrived. Uh, once I finished then at camp, I traveled the US for the whole 30 days. Um, I didn't want to leave. Uh, it, was, it was a really, really great experience. Um, and what I did, I didn't really plan much of it before I went out there. I um, you know, I knew I was heading towards the East Coast. I knew the date I was leaving the US, but I didn't really have anything set in stone um, travel wise. Um, so when I got to camp, I made loads of friends. Uh, my camp and a lot of camps out there will hire internationally. So I've got friends now from um, all over Europe, um, you know, the uh, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, loads of different countries as well as all over the US. So um, it's really, really great to know that wherever I can sort of travel to, there's somebody that I can uh, sort of visit nearby. Um, and then when I traveled in the US, I actually went and stayed with all my friends from camp who uh, were there as well from different parts of the States. And I didn't pay for a single hotel. So <laughs> that was a really, really great um, way to save on costs uh, for that month. Um, and I did everything from, uh, you know, buses, trains, flights, and my friends dropping me to and from airports. Um, so, yeah, kind of every way that I could uh, could travel, I did um, as well. So it's very easy to get to and from places. Just to put it in perspective, like where I sort of travel to. So I started off in Minnesota, uh, pretty close to Canada, right in the center of the US, pretty much. Um, I went to all the way from there to like Colorado, which is like southwest, uh, Florida, right on the southeast. Um, all the way to like New York and different states uh, on the East Coast as well. So Connecticut, New York, uh, Virginia, Washington, D.C., um, all those sort of areas. So it's they were quite far apart, but it's very easy to travel to and from different places. The cross-country flights as well are only like 60 to $70. So they're very, very affordable and um, they're very quick to get to and from places too. So you can cover quite a lot in a short period of time. Um, something great about the US, as, as I mentioned at the start, is that every state is so different. They've got different uh, landscapes, food, culture, music that you can get involved with. And also things like, uh, you know, if you were going to go to maybe Washington DC, um, you wouldn't maybe plan a, a whole trip from the you know, from here to go over there to, to spend uh, you know, a couple of days in Washington DC. Um, you know, you can do most of the stuff there within a, a two to three days. Um, but when you're already in the US, there's a great opportunity to just pop down there, uh, you know, do the sites, uh, see everything you want to in DC and then move on to somewhere else. Um, so it's a really great, great way to sort of cover as much as possible as well. Um, I've done over a year in the US so far between camp and travel. Um, I've done 13 states, so I'm kind of making my way, you know, through them slowly but surely. And um, and yeah, I, just, I, I do want to cover them all eventually. That's my my goal, all 50 states. That'd be amazing. Like that, I think that's yeah. going to be my goal too. Actually, um, yeah. I've got a habit of going back to the same place. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, basically, I'm kind of similar to Glenn in a couple of ways. But my first summer after camp, so my camp was in Colorado, um, just like a state or so across from California, which is where one of the girls that I worked with was from. She was from LA, like lived in the Hollywood Hills. So she invited um, me and one of the other girls from Hungary over to her to sort of stay with her for two weeks. She showed
photos like all around the tourist spots and also like the local spots as well. Took us to Malibu, the Walk of Fame, all that jazz. And it was really good just to have a local's perspective. And also, obviously, we didn't have to pay for accommodation. She had a car as well, which, oh my God, was the handiest thing ever, especially around LA, which is notorious for one traffic, but also not being able to get anywhere by bus, even though we managed it a few times with the bus. Um, so I absolutely loved it. It was a good way for me to like be settled somewhere for two weeks and just enjoy a holiday. But then my second summer, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I didn't have any plans before I arrived at camp. I just had two concerts booked, one in New Orleans and then one in Chicago. So opposite ends of the country, um, north and south. But um, when I was at camp, normally like two weeks before the end, I think it is when people start making plans like together with your co-counselors. So I knew that some of the girls from my cabin were heading down to Barbados in Miami and doing that sort of thing and that really wasn't for me so I decided to sort of start a two-week solo journey to go from New York. I jumped on like a $14 bus from New York City to DC which Glenn said didn't really want to spend two weeks there or a week there from the UK but did it as a pit stop. I absolutely loved it. When I arrived at the hostel I actually met three other people one from germany and two from england and we sort of became instant friends they showed me around all the spots and did all the tourist things just went on long walks basically just to see everything and it was really nice to have somebody to go to dinner with to grab coffee and just to sort of have a pal or two to chat to when i was traveling after that they went their separate way i think they went to like florida and i went on to new orleans where i had my concert book to see paul simon i absolutely loved it there i wish i'd spent longer in new orleans because the culture is different like it literally feels like a different country and i can't even explain what it feels like but um the, the bourbon street was absolutely amazing like live music coming from all the different pubs and you've got the french quarter which has got all the historic buildings and from there i got a flight from basically the south as you can go to uh, chicago which is one of the most sort of northern cities and the flight only cost me like a hundred dollars and it's like a seven and a half hour flight so decently priced for that and mm -hmm. um, i got to see childish gambino live where the chicago bulls normally play so that was absolutely great and i once again met somebody at the hostel who i became instant friends with and she showed me around the city i got to all the landmarks she took me up the willis tower um, and also just have a companion for a couple of days to chill with was great and from there, I went on to Vegas, which I absolutely love Vegas. I've been a few times on my own, like with family or with friends before. But um, I was actually meeting camp friends there this time after they had went to like Miami and all that jazz. They had popped up to um, Vegas for a couple of nights. I got to crash on their hotel room uh, couch and we had two good nights. One of the girls actually went to do a helicopter ride over the like the skyline like the strip at night she absolutely loved it she said that she would recommend it to anyone that wants to do it i have a fear of heights so i did not but i went around all the casinos did like the roller coaster in new york new york hotel um, and had an amazing time with them especially since like we had spent like 10 weeks together and um, sharing a cabin to not see people for like a week and a half was really weird so it was nice to see them before obviously heading back to the uk and ireland um after our sort of nights at vegas 
we came back to New York where we stayed with one of our pals in Queens and um, he had worked at camp and obviously he was just a local so he put us up for a couple of days showed us around his favorite spots in Brooklyn in Queens and in Manhattan and then on the last night he took us to Brooklyn where we got to see the sunset over the Manhattan skyline which was a perfect way to end like I think I was in the US for like three and a half months at this point so it was a really nice um, bookend basically awesome uh, where do you want to go back there now? Sign me up. <laughs> uh, great. So thanks so much for, for joining us today, everybody. Um, if you have any questions, we will be here for a little while now to answer anything that comes up in the chat box. Um, and uh, I will send a link as well to a YouTube video um, for you to have a look at for inspiration um, for the, the summer um, as well. Glenn, uh, we did have a few questions in advance of okay. the session today. Uh, one of them was in relation to COVID. So obviously this summer's was severely impacted. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in place or what's the plan for? Yeah, definitely. So we actually had some camps run this year. Um, so we actually sent over US nationals. So they had passports. They were able to enter the, the US and work at Claire's camp actually yeah. uh, was one of them. And they are a day camp. So the kids um, stay didn't stay overnight. They came every day went home and they were doing that on the, you know, every single day. Um, considering they were on and off camp every day as well, there were no cases of COVID during the summer, which was really encouraging. Um, also the camps are quite a bit more rural than, than other places. Yeah, other places are not gonna be in city centers. Um, they're gonna be on the outskirts and like in more um, sort of rural areas, which definitely helps too. Um, the camps that didn't run this summer, they have had a lot of um, plans put in place ready for 2021 to make sure they can open as safely as possible. Uh, my camp is 111 years old. This is the first year they didn't have kids there since 1909. So it's <laughs> quite a, a long, long standing tradition in our camp. Um, so what they did is they reinvested all that time they had through the summer into their infrastructure and making sure they had plans ready for 2021. Um, when you're in touch with the camp as well, they can let you know their exact plans they can uh, let you know what they've got in place and how they're going to run for the season as well and um and obviously have a bit more detailed information too um there's good news on the obviously the vaccine front as well that's another positive um the u.s department of state have assured us that summer camps are going ahead with the j1 program um, and also having Joe Biden in office from January is just another positive <laughs> at the moment too. So it's all looking looking good for next season as well. If anything does change, you know, there may be, you know, we've got a good seven or eight months as well. We don't send anybody out until at least the 1st of May. So um, we have got plenty of time to monitor everything as well. We've got a Canadian team, a US team, uh, we've got an Irish office and us in the UK too. So um, there's lots of us to keep monitoring everything and keep everybody up to date as well. Um, if there's any period that would need to be going, you know, if students need to go uh, to camp before the children arrive, there's normally a staff training week, but if they had to go a little bit earlier, um, just for like quarantine purposes, all of the food and accommodation will be paid, you know, covered by camp as well. So um, that is something that would be put in place um, you know, if needed, that's there as, as an extra option too. It, it sounds like you're well on top of the sort of COVID situation and, and sort of plans, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so, we have a question, well, we actually had uh, a few questions coming through, which is great. Uh, sure. There was an old one from, we have, we have a number of mature students are on the call today. So okay. is there any restrictions on age groups? And um, Not really, no. Examples? So we actually, uh, so I actually went to, to university, uh, to uh, camp after I finished uni. So I wasn't a student at the time. Um, so the, the camp counselor and the specialist roles are available um, to, um, to, to anybody um, on 
any sort of age as well. Um, the it depends on um, the so the visa is designed really for eighteen to thirty year olds. That's the, the normal sort of uh, age range that they uh, they kind of work with. But we do have people going year year after year to camp who um, are in their fifties. Claire, I think. Um, yes. Yeah, we've got somebody in their fifties that goes to camp every, every year. Every year. Every season. So she works at a school in the UK has a prolonged uh, summer break and then goes back to camp every year so has been doing that 30 years plus now and absolutely loves it so um the visa is designed between 18 and 30 year olds but you know we we do send people um, who are older as well there's still a chance for me yet so there's (laughs) (laughs) okay so we'll say a good few questions coming here so Stuart has asked when you're traveling across usa and not on the camp do you require your own medical insurance yeah you'll need to probably cover yourself with travel insurance which you can get pretty cheap for a couple of weeks just generally what you would do if you were going on holiday anyway so like 20 quid will probably cover you for your travel time but whilst you're on camp you're all good it's just when you're traveling after and we have got the option to extend the cover that we have for you we can extend that for your travel period as well so uh, if you wanted to buy your own or if you wanted us to extend that that's an option for you as well very good. Molly has asked, uh, can you choose which camp you go to? Um, so not typically. Uh, we will. So on your profile, there's lots of different things you fill in uh, about your experience, your skills, um, your background, your availability, and which camps, which type of camps that you would be comfortable working at. Um, and then we basically work as like a matchmaking service. So we we work closely with applicants from the uh, from our side. Uh, we actually have a US team who are dedicated to working with um, the camps directly, and they visit them um, every couple of years to make sure that everybody's having the best experience possible. Um, there are thousands and thousands thousands more camps out in the US, but we work closely with 700 plus, uh, which is still a big number, but we do have very close relationships with them um, to make sure everybody's having the best experience. Um, the, the US team there will work on placements for you based on your profile. Um, so you won't be placed somewhere totally random. It will be tailored specifically to you, uh, but it could be over all 48 of those mainland states. So we do have camps everywhere. They do offer a very similar experience to one another. Um, and also, if you are looking to travel anywhere after camp, it's very easy to get to and from places. So, um, you know, I didn't even know where Minnesota was when I first signed up. I, you know, I had my camp contract. I, I was so excited. I signed it. I sent it back, and then I went and googled where Minnesota was. Um, and it's definitely become like a second home for me. I absolutely love it out there, and um, would never have thought of going there before. But I'm so glad that I did as well. Very good. Uh, Quiva has asked. Uh, you mentioned that you're. That you are sent out the states anywhere between May the first and June the twentieth. Are you able to choose which states you can travel to states? Um, certainly unaware of the university exam exams when they'll be at this stage. Yeah, of course. Um, so the latest we can send people out to camp would be the twentieth of June. But if you are available before then, obviously that is perfect. I normally go out start of May and come back mid September, but. We work around you, but the latest we can send you out is the 20th of June. Yeah, and if you find out your dates as well, like if you've got um, a provisional date in mind for now, uh, we can pop that in and we can always update that for you as well. As you find out final exam dates, we can obviously, if you need to push that date, um, you know, closer towards maybe the start of of June, we can obviously do that and that opens you up to more camps as well that are available. And also, Quiva, on the Queen's website, you should be able to see the sort of semester and exam it's you know the, the broad periods of when they start certainly end on there as well so keep that in mind as well uh Bronin has asked if you're applying with a friend will you be able to go to the same camp so it's a good question 
That's a good question. <laughs> um, so you wouldn't be able to, um, so we, we couldn't like guarantee that you'd be able to go to the same camp. It's something that we could definitely work on. Um, with your friend, the best thing to do is to apply at the same time. Uh, when you chat to us, let us know that as well. So we can um, pop a note on each of your profiles. Um, and then also if you stay at the same um, sort of uh, process at the same time. So if you work through the applications at the same stages, um, that definitely does help as well. Um, and we can let our US team know as know too. So uh, we can do everything that we can to get you placed at the same camp. Um, and it's not something that we can guarantee, but we can definitely work towards that as well for you. Um, applying early is another thing that will definitely help um, and getting everything done as quickly as you can on the profile. And that will definitely um, weigh in your favor as well. And then worst case scenario, we just spend 30 days together at the end of the program. Yeah, the program, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, one of the girls from my camp, her and her boyfriend went to different camps and they absolutely loved it. And then they met up and went traveling after. So like it happens all the time. Very good. And uh, we have another question here from Rand who has asked, if I have a USA, US visa, does the cost decrease? So the visa that you would be going out um, to uh, to the US on is very specific, it's a specific one for camp. So um, you would need to apply for, it would be a J1 um, counselor visa for, for specifically for camp. Um, so you would need um, that specific visa. Uh, if you have an existing visa, um, it's unlikely, there's quite a lot of different visas um, available, but um, it's the spe a specific one for the camp counselor roles as well. Thank you. And Molly's asked, when do you find out if your application has been approved? Um, you find that out really quickly. So in the application process, obviously, we have that first interview, like that informal chat with you. And we ask you a lot of eligibility questions there. And once you are on that call, we will take your £49 deposit if we can guarantee your place, which is literally when you're accepted on the programme. So you could book in a call for tomorrow and be accepted on the programme tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, definitely. And we won't process that £49 if we can't get you to camp. You know, we'll have that chat and make sure we can get you there. And then we'll we'll get you onto the programme uh, after we've had that phone call. Fantastic. Um, guys, that's the quest, all the questions we have at the minute. Oh, um, is, so obviously the students can contact you directly through the online email address. Yes. And, um, I just shared that again. There. There's another question, sorry. Is each camp the same length of time? It's from Owen. Um, no, they do differ quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's depending on which uh, which camp you go to. Obviously, they they do differ in in length. And um, they're normally between nine and twelve weeks. So uh, most camps, as a minimum, you'd have eight eight weeks of kids being there, um, of campers being there, and then a week of staff training beforehand, just so you get used to the area and you can train and do anything that you need to before the children arrive. Um, but they do go a bit longer than that as well. So um, as Claire mentioned, we you know Claire and I go out to uh, like pre camp setup to help. Um, get everything ready for the season. So that was our option. You know, when we chatted to camp, it was totally our choice to go early and we can we can do that as well. Um, when you put your availability dates in the, the profile as well, the camps that are within that time frame can reach out. So that they'll they'll be able to work with your availability on the application. Uh, and as we work with 700 plus camps, there are lots of roles available um, to work within those dates as well. Very good. There's another couple of questions just in relation to costs again. So can you uh, touch on them very briefly again? It was uh, in relation to is the flight costs you included and how much do you get paid whilst you're on camp? Fantastic. So um, the, the flights, um, 
So there's the flight cost on individual. So the flight included package gets you to and from the US. So that is um, you know, a round trip um, to uh, to and from the States. Uh, is that what you mean? Barbara? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah I could think so. Um, great. And then how much you get paid at camp is like a minimum of um, $900 is like the absolute minimum that you get there. It does depend on your age, ability, and like if you've got any qualifications or skills certificates as well, and the length of time you're at camp. So, um, you know, it, it depends on um, the, the flight option too. If you wanted to book your flights um, yourself, um, you will have a slightly higher wage there at camp. Just because the camp, if you have flights through us, it's only £250 more. Uh, but the camp does help to get you out there basically so that's where the difference is there in the the flights included and the flights excluded um and yeah so that does go up depending on how long the contract is once you're in touch with the camp they can let you know what they have in mind and um when you know when they have that conversation with you um they'll let you know exactly how much the, the salary will be um as well so it'll all be in the contract as well beforehand very good and lee lee has asked added on that um, is there any benefit in booking your own flight Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it depends. So myself and Glenn, our first summers, we got USA Sam Accounts book our flights because we just didn't really want the extra hassle or we I didn't really do any traveling on my own before that. So it was nice just to not worry about it. But if you are a more experienced traveler like us now, and um, if you've booked your own flights before, I would definitely recommend it. You get more flexibility. You can choose which airports you fly from and to. The sort of timelines are a bit easier for you. And you can also maybe save some money getting some really cheap flights um, and internal flights as well, if you wanted to. Okay. so. I think that's all of the questions for today. As I say, if, if anyone has any questions, they can contact yourselves through. Oh, we've always been. Um, <laughs> do we have to do we have to mention from which uni we are applying from, or does it matter? Um, if you let us know you've come from this presentation, that would be great. Um, just so that we know, uh, you know how how the the presentations are going. We just love to know, um, you know where you where you're coming from. Um, so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't um, matter. Yeah, it's a student discount for for anybody who is a student. Um, but if you let us know you've come from from Queens, um, that'd be fantastic. Okay, guys. So we're going to just wrap up the session there. As I say, if anyone has any questions, they can contact us directly, mm -hmm. or they can reach out to the Global Opportunities Team at Queens and book in for a one-to-one -one appointment via my future. Um, I just want to take the opportunity to say, first of all, Glenn, thanks very much for uh, offering to deliver the session. I find it be very, very, very interesting. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't aware of, even <laughs> you know, beforehand. And Claire, although we can't see you, it's great that you joined us today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, to get that insight in the you know turning down the opportunity to go to Miami and Barbados, but still being able to go and see Paul Simon just exactly. side of <laughs> why, why not? I often would you get to see Paul Simon <laughs> go go to Vegas as well. But look, I just want to say thanks very much. It's been a great session. And uh, if there's any questions, anyone can reach out to us. Thanks very much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Have a great day everyone. Thank All the best. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to a podcast from the Careers, Employability and Skills team at Queen's. Music by Ben Sound. To access Career Support at Queen's, please visit our website go.qub.ac.uk forward slash careers or follow at QUB Careers on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.